Yo, shot. When you when you plan a trip to Mexico, your computers know, okay? <laughs> Man, okay, they turn shit off. Five minutes into the recording, they're like, nah, be you on break, we on break, okay? <laughs> it's the technology, okay? We on the Teamsters, baby. Yeah. Well, you know, we are recording on a day that we don't normally record. Mm-hmm. And only uh a few days ago, we recorded at a time that we don't normally record. And obviously, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, computers get mad, yo. They Our computers are like, mm-mm-mm-mm, no. <laughs> you two again? Uh-uh. And I heard the other one talking about going somewhere? Nah. Mm-mm. We don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, it, it, yeah, essentially, uh, Gabby was supposed to, uh, Gabby wanted me to uh, say uh, goodbye when I left in the morning, assuming that I was going to leave like a normal person, like three hours before my flight to get there, two hours before my flight. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up having to wake me up when <laughs> she left for work. <laughs> and when I tell you that, like, I packed, I watched two episodes of New Girl. What? Like I had breakfast. I had a bacon, egg, and cheese from the corner store. Like I talked at the at the deli while he made it. I ate the sandwich there because Gabby had left. I had nobody to talk to. Uh-huh. And then I left for the airport. I called my pops that morning to get a ride. So I didn't even like had the ride situation organized. Like that's wow. my normal airport energy. Okay. Whereas, like, to, for for some reason, I'm like, soup. Like, maybe I'm gonna need that third camera. Has been like the new energy. Like, I've been <laughs> super fidgety. Like, you don't know the amount of shit I've been considering packing for this trip. Um, and I stressed myself out. Like, the reason we're starting late is because I was up till ten thirty, like getting stuff done and passed out, and didn't set my three o'clock alarm overnight overnight so i was like getting errands and like my to-do list done mm-hmm. like there's no way i'm gonna nap for five hours hell yeah i just nap for five hours yeah of course. Uh, yeah so yeah uh we here but uh <laughs> but you're not <laughs> fully here yo it was it was uh it was an adventure but i still <laughs> got like 10 things left that i'm gonna try to check off my list what do between you between today and tomorrow? What do you need? There's like I I didn't realize how many things were were important that like I get that like all crunched up in the same week of time. Like, um, so for example, I I got this whole Dickies thing I've been doing. Right, this is like yes. I like this. I've, I've been experimenting with this lighter color every now and then. <laughs> sure, right, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, Your summertime been, dickies. Yes. Exactly. These are the summertime dickies. I mean, you're going to see these a lot in the Mexico pictures. Right. You know, I got I, these I'd expect shorts. nothing. I'd expect nothing else. Straight up. You know, um, after a lot of consultation, um, I decided not to bring Tim's to Mexico. Um, but <laughs> I got summertime gear. But for the most part, it's been about uh, maybe a year now that I've been like fully dickied out. Mm-hmm. And I love the simplicity of it. My uh, my godson has asked me to be the godfather of his son. So I'm going to be a god grandfather, I think. It okay. Is. You know what I mean? All I'm right. really excited. 
Um, but it occurred to me, I can't wear Dickies to the baptism. That's like, like even like, I'm like, that's type gangster. Uh, well, hold on. Know. They don't make formal Dickies? <laughs> they should. Real talk. I know There's I have to tuck them in. There's not a black tie Dickie or something? Yo, it's an opportunity. <laughs> I'll tell them that, you know? <laughs> they... <laughs> there's a there's a gap in their uh you know in their in in their range there uh, right right you know so I and truck and like no bullshit shot I tucked them in just to like see if it was an just opera. to make sure <laughs> like, <"Yeah>, <laughs> maybe I could pull this off <laughs> well, you cannot no Bro, you can't like all everybody's gonna be like yo this like this Janet is real formal but he's still the <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which is not the look, you know? So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So, like, I have to go buy a formal outfit. A suit. A suit or something. Yeah, yeah. they call them suits. There you a go. Yeah, I haven't worn them in weeks. I got to wear some type of clothes that's, like, adult clothes. Oh, But I don't yeah. have that Yeah, anymore. that's like, stressful. I, yeah. And I got and, uh, and I gotta do it before the flight because the baptism is two days later. And, and again, I love being a big dude, but as a big dude, you don't just buy off the rack. You got to, no, like, you know, not. go in, get a measurement, mm-hmm. um, order it, make sure that what you're ordering is going to be back one time. I'm not going to be here to coordinate the back one time, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm doing mm-hmm. that. Um, my dad, uh, he, I don't know how, just dad shit, but he was like, hey, I, I found a car. Can you sell this car for me? <laughs> and that, that you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand his life shot. Okay, right? <laughs> yes, I don't. Yeah, understand that when I say these sentences, I'm just as surprised as y'all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but <laughs> that is a real like statement he made to me in this office. He came here one day. He said, "Hey, I found this car. I need to sell a car. Uh, do what you do on the on, online, like list it." And that was that's all the help he gave me. He was just like, <laughs> just listed. And I got to, so I'm selling a car now. Uh, anybody need a Zubaru? Hit me up. 2019, low mileage. Uh, <laughs> but I got to do Is it that. automatic? Uh, I think so. I don't think they got stick anymore for Zubarus, do they? Oh, do they not make straight shift cars anymore? Very rarely. Like, I think that's a request now at this point, you know? like Wow, that's insane. Straight up. The game is pivoted. That's wild. I mean, I I don't know how to drive a stick, but I've always wanted to learn. Yeah. (laughs) I learned and then forgot. I'm sure I couldn't do it today. Yeah, you could. If you need to, it'll come back to you because it is so physical. Yeah, it was a workout. Like, I would get sore because I was driving. I learned on a UPS truck. Oh, well, I don't even know if that corresponds. I mean, (laughs) I I just feel like you just move that into a spot and then hopefully you move forward. (laughs) It it might be faster, it might be slower, but it doesn't seem, those sticks, (laughs) those are so long. It doesn't even, like you go just pull it out and wave it around. It's just like an umbrella. I'm just crazy. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like all that's happening plus the trip itself, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and like it's all due, and I'm I'm leaving Sunday morning. Mm. Um, and one of the few of the friends from that era that lives in LA that isn't going is flying in mm. the day before. So I'm trying to squeeze in a visit with her and her husband the day before. 
Right. So like before I got a leaving. lot of like weird deadlines all before this trip. And oh, I think it good. stressed me out. Then what are we doing sitting here talking about it? Let's go to the news. Come on. Let's get you out there in the world to finish your list. <laughs> we can chit chat when you come back. That ain't nothing shit to say. <laughs> get out of here. I also love that like normally like I talk to you and I try to learn and get help. Shots help today was well, like, well, why are we were talking? <laughs> you gotta know when to pull the plug sometimes Real talk, know. there's no therapeutic answer for there's this. no the answer therapeutic is, no. you do have things there's nothing I'm gonna say that's gonna help the stuff on your list except <laughs> you know really prioritize really think about what needs to be done what's the most important thing that needs to be done for that day yeah. right so you know so the days you're leaving make sure you have most of your stuff with you there you go. The the stuff that you can't replace in Mexico. Yeah, I'm packing one bag at this point. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Real efficient, you know. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to take me like the rest of the tomorrow to do. There's only yes. one bag. Right, right, right. Perfect. Let's do um, it. Uh, you know, but otherwise, uh, yikes. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I have no advice for it because I absolutely have been. In the same thing of just like, oh, I got to do this, and then I have to do, it, and then there's this. And well, hell, I'm coming off of the tail end of, <laughs> of a week like that. That was show based, but I mean, you know, went out to Boston, made it out to Boston. Everybody, they they redeemed themselves. Okay, <laughs> like okay. The show, the the I did two shows. I did a show and a set. Um, and uh, they both were fine. Um, I like the shorter little five minute drop in set that I did better than the actual show, but yeah. overall, uh, it was fine. And, um, I wasn't stuck at a bus station for a very long time. And, uh, I took a train this time and, uh, that's great. Fantastic. Hell um, yeah. So, you know, in a couple of years, maybe I'll go back, but it wasn't looking <laughs> good for you to Boston, but you pulled through. I appreciate you. Um, but well yeah, done. you know, I walked off that that train and got on the subway and went to the office after being up all night. Cause I was like, I can't go to sleep. Cause then I'm tired from all the stuff I've done leading up to this. And if I sit on anything soft, I will fall asleep for days and days. So right. I just stayed up until my 5am train and then just went to work and then was just walking around bumping in the walls <laughs> like a, like a Sims <laughs> again with the Sims, but um, it's just making no sense. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, all you can do is just do the thing. So, you know, we'll just do the thing. We'll just go straight to the news stories. Don't no need to hear from us. <laughs> they get it. <laughs> Vacation mode activated. Let's do it. Exactly. See, come on. It's a, you know, we're coming up on the end of, a, a, you know, we're rolling up as we're recording this on the holiday weekend, but come on, who cares? No one cares. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Kick it off the news. Uh, Ryan Seacrest named the new host of Wheel of Fortune, Shaq. Yeah, great. Good for him. Next story. (laughs) (laughs) No, here's here's the true story in this. Here's the true story in this. Of course, it's Ryan Seacrest. He's trying to do this everywhere, right? Right. He wants to host every show, it seems like. I don't know what kind of demons he's running from. 
that keeps yeah. him wanting to work constantly, but God bless him. Um, here's the thing, you know, Vanna White hadn't gotten a pay increase in like 18 years. What? Yeah. Did you know that? No. That's the real story. Here, I'm going to look up. So she has a lawyer now, and they are um, hoping to finally get money that she certainly deserves. Um, and she would like to get at least half of what Pat Sajak was getting. Right. Do you know what Pat Sajak was getting? No. Um, let's see. Okay. Vanna White was making $3 million a year for the last 18 years. Right. Um, Pat Sajak was making $15 million a year. That's wild, Brett. That's, yeah. Like, he was one of the highest paid people on television. That's wild money. And they never gave her a, a pay increase. And so I know people are just like, well, she didn't even do anything. Like, once they switched to, like, screens or iPads or whatever, she, she was unnecessary. She was just right. there to... I dare say she's still the reason why a lot of people watch. Pat Sajak is nothing. Who cares? He's literally, he could be Ryan Seacrest. You know what I mean? Real talk. Like that, no, look, no, that's no, how no fast, that's how easy it was to replace him. Yeah. Listen, look at how hard it is to replace Alex Trebek. Right, right. Yeah, Pat Sajak, like that the... was so easy. Get the other kid. Get him in here. Because <laughs> it was truly, truly replaceable. No so, so, yeah, you ready? Yeah, you good. No, yeah. like, there's, like uh, there's no, like, yo, can you stay on for six months to train him? Nope. No, no, hey, right we now. got it. We got it. Good. You leaving tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, just leave the top. <laughs> yeah, great. We'll just call him in to fill in, and we'll just give him the job. But if Vanna White were to leave, people would be so upset. Mm. Even when it switched to, I, I didn't even realize it switched to iPads because I don't watch it very regularly. So I remember coming across it, and she just pushed a button, and the letter came up and I'm like, oh damn, she don't turn the letters no more? And people were like, what rock have you been under? And I'm like, sorry. I'm, okay. But I mean, I'm just I'm just happy she's there. She's just like a friendly face Word. on the show. You know? Oh it's yeah. That I people just like seeing. Um, and they must like her because she's been on this whole time at no, I, I can't imagine. I'm sure they knew what they had because at no point were they like, we need a younger version. Mm. You know? Yeah, um, she knows she know the job. She knows the job. I always, and, uh, when Steve Harvey started taking over all the TV shows, right? I wanted him to take over this show specifically because I wanted them to replace both people at once. I wanted mm. Steve to take over past job, and I wanted Kiki to take over uh, Vanna White's job. Um. Uh, uh, Kiki who? Kiki Shepard from Showtime at the Apollo. Okay. You know? Right. I, I felt like she was like the black counterpart, the Vanna. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted them there's, both I, to pivot over. There's a lot there to unpack, but again, you trying to pack, so we won't <laughs> get into <laughs> it. But I'm willing to bet I hmm. I wonder if people are ready for an all-black wheel of fortune. I don't think they were, but yeah, it I mean, been, it it's fine with 
it's fine with Family Feud somehow. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they would have enjoyed it. Yeah. But is, uh, hmm. Because Wheel of Fortune feels so, like, no skills. Like, right. no skills, right? In in Family Feud, you have to at least, either you have to really get along with your family or not get along at all. You know what I mean? There's right. some sort of magic there yeah. in uh, the idea of a family unit trying to work together, even if they, especially if they don't like each other. Like, that. that's kind of interesting. Um, and to that end, maybe we're okay with a black host there because it's two families kind of, at each other and the kind mm. of energy you need of someone in the middle to be like, ah, it's probably going <laughs> to fall on a black person. <laughs> so that might be why. That might be why. <laughs> yeah, I, so want, yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait to get that. Like, uh, <laughs> I really want to get that like actors request. You know, uh, <laughs> mid thirties, ah, energy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's—I mean—that's what you need. Yo, that's to real. do that a little bit. You know, it's real. Um, what? and uh, and Jeopardy, you have to, you know, be smart. And smarts in air quotes. You gotta quote, be yeah. smart. End quote. That's the feel of it. So even you know when you're watching Jeopardy and you're getting these answers right, you're like, yo, I'm killing it. I'm the smartest person in this house. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune is so just like, guess a letter. (laughs) 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 It's just so, hmm, you know? And I feel like there are a lot of people where that's, that's as far as they can go, right? I can (laughs) guess a letter. And if they feel like they feel better than the person who's hosting that, they uh, won't watch. That's fair. You know, there's a weird, I mean, I hope everybody's hearing my subtext there, but if for some reason you think you're better than the person hosting the show, you won't watch the show. Mm. Nobody knows how to feel about Ryan Seacrest at all because he's just everywhere. Nobody feels anything about Ryan Seacrest. He's just paper. You know what I mean? That's just like a sheet <laughs> of notebook paper just coming up to help you call out letters. That's it. Yeah, he knows how to he knows how to do that with a very blank whatever. Carson Daly was kind of moving in that direction, but he still has little moments of just like truly hating what he's doing and they come out occasionally and it's like, Oh, that's going to keep you relegated to like the voice and maybe one other thing. But you know, I guess Ryan knows how to hide it better. Yeah. He's got Um, Carson definitely has like real life moments. Like this can't be what I was supposed to do in life. Yes. Because he started on MTV. Yeah. So there it felt cooler. Really, he started in radio and then on MTV and then he so it felt cooler. So everything else just feels like ugh in comparison. And Mm -hmm. he's of the kind of of the generation that would be like, boo, of all the stuff that he's being asked to do now. And it's really hard to shake that. Yeah. Even for a job. Whereas Ryan Seacrest is just someone who just out the box is like, I'll do it. He's just like a puppy. I'll do it. What do you want? I'll do anything. And and Carson Daly's like a cat. 
<laughs> I don't oh, know what man. has happened to me. We should go to the next store. I've lost my mind. <laughs> Carson Daly's a cat. That's what happens when you're on vacation brain, okay? <laughs> this He's is, in the hot this is vacation brain. I'm not even going on vacation, and I make no sense now. <laughs> in other news, uh, Hasbro confirms the return of the Furby toy line. For a new generation shot, that's right. Ooh, okay. The, the Furby, the beady-eyed and furry toy from the 90s is making a comeback. Originally released in 1998 by Hasbro, the latest version of the Furby seems to be less creepy than its predecessor. Now it looks cuter, vibrant, and smaller. It's equipped with brand new features, including 600 response phrases and five voice-activated modes. Uh, the toy uh, was uh, immensely popular when it was released, with more than 40 million sold in the first three years. Uh, it later became controversial due to its infrared technology with claims that the toy could communicate with each other, listen in on conversations, and teach children to curse. There were even rumors that it could launch spaceships, which led to them being banned from the Pentagon, NSA, and naval shipyards. Uh, the new Furby is currently only available to purchase on Amazon, but will be available in major retailers starting July 15th. Look at that. And now everybody has Alexa. <laughs> Yo, real talk. Yo, imagine Furby. That's why, like, Furby came back. Like, they got, like, a Furby lawsuit. Like, yo, y'all stole our shit, okay? We were Siri it. first. All of us. We were listening to what people were saying. We were yeah. recording conversations. <laughs> we you were know? reporting back to the government, but We no. just kept it on you know? Yeah, we didn't know we y'all just... wanted us to tell you that we were doing it. <laughs> but it changed the whole game up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so now we got to be smaller and cuter while you have a big old block doing basically what we were doing in the 90s. See, <laughs> I'd be oh, salty good. if I was an old school Furby. Real talk. And I and the Alexa came out. I'd be like, ain't this some shit? <laughs> 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 we're just doing this out in the open now? Huh? No. She don't even got feet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did you ever have a Furby? I did not, but uh my cousins upstairs did. They were like big on that. Okay. It was, uh it was definitely like annoying a little, but I still mm-hmm. wanted one. Like I mm-hmm. I and that's one of the, the looking back on it, that's one of the first times I realized how like uh like hype was a real thing. Cuz I had no reason to want one. I don't care about like nothing about that is something I wanted to play with, but I definitely remember wanting one because they were rare. I was a little unclear as to what a Furby was because I feel like around the time that that hit, I was still getting over the whole, I mean, it was just, just one thing after the other, it was beanie babies. And then it was tickle me Elmo and and that tickle me Elmo (laughs) thing was serious, you know? And then it was like, um, uh, who are the, you know, the, the British little toy things. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't know this dance move. So they the have British, antennas. British. Why can I not antennas. remember? They there were four of them in different colors. Tinky Winky. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're were they about. called. I'm gonna have to look that up. I can't believe I can't remember it. <laughs> Actually, that's Winky. probably my brain doing what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> Trying to block it out. <laughs> Teletubbies. Oh, okay. And Tinky, Tinky Winky, Winky Gipsy, was the name Lala of one of them. and Poe. Yeah. Or Pooh. I don't know. Poe. I think it was Poe. Um, 
anywho, so then that was a, a, a whole thing as well. So by the time we got to Furby's, I was just like, I am 26 or 27 or something. I was like, this isn't, this isn't for me. I, I shouldn't know any of this is going on. Also, I was going to the club at an accelerated rate. So I really, if there's any place I should have seen <laughs> Furbies and be with all these club kids that I'm hanging out with. But I think they were all into cocaine or something instead, which <laughs> is a way to get a human Furby, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I see Furbies every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I let's yeah I was working at the record store working at the porn store when this yeah I really was like I do not care about Furbies yeah it it was a different situation this was also weird for me because like this was like uh, all these things started happening like uh, early teenager years for me and I this was like very counter to Mm -hmm. what uh being a teenager felt like to me so like Cause a like I'm from Eastern New York. I went to a prep school in Queens for high school. Mm-hmm. So like, I would leave this neighborhood where like I felt like as a teenager, my goal was to be a man as early as possible. And then I'd go into school and see like kids trying to like be kids as long as possible, only mm-hmm. with this thing, like um. No diss to her, but, like, I would never, like, uh, want to de- date, like, I don't even want to say names like that because then I'm, I'm going to get in trouble somehow. But, uh, like, the, like, the manic pixie dream girl thing. Yes. I knew I wouldn't date a girl like that mm-hmm. because of this stuff. Because I couldn't, I, I was like, I'm cool with you being you, but mm-hmm. I can't have a conversation about a Furby. Not at 14. <laughs> like, we too old. To, like, this, this can't be, like, a part of the agenda. You know, and like I would see boys that like I respected like as homies mm-hmm. and like on Valentine's Day, they like running around giving like packing Teletubbies that they got right. for a girl. And like, right. I'm like, yo, that can't be the thing like that. that, <laughs> And like now they got like thugged out pictures with these girls holding Teletubbies, you know, with like and, and this was on like AOL. So like it was sure. getting shared, you know, and like. Then, like, you get nicknamed, like, the Teletubby because you gave them that Teletubby, you right. know? And, like, meanwhile, like, yo, like, that dude's a mod. Like, you know, like, that's your real name, my G. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, to that, I say, one, I, um, this is why it's a little bit surprising that I did not go that far into um, Furbies. Is yeah. Because... I mean, I wasn't into Teletubbies either. I'm into Elmo as much as being into Sesame Street will allow me to be. Okay. Um, You know, so I already have a Sesame Street tattoo at this point, but I'm a Hello Kitty person. Mm. So I'm Hello Kitty. I'm Kuro Kuro Kuropi, the frog. I'm a Kuropi person. I'm a Bats Maru person. I have a Bats Maru tattoo. I I never even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three years in this this pod? We just and you didn't notice up? the Batsmaru. Yeah, I well, that's because I have it higher up. I have the Sesame Street one lower on my arm because I'm like, I'm paying this money for a tattoo. It's going to be lower than short sleeve shirts. You're going to see this <laughs> tattoo. By the time of Batsmaru, I had made my peace with tank tops. Okay. So I was able to go higher than a more traditional <laughs> The treaty was signed. I see. Yes. I see. <laughs> so it was, it was okay. 
but I mean, Furby's that, you know, this is a time of butterfly clips. Like, don't get it. Like, this is a time of extreme, like, childlike behavior, especially if you're in your 20s. So that the Furby initially is the kind of thing that's like, oh, um, either tweens are into it or people in their 20s are into it. Right. You know, like I skipped Furbies, but I went full head over heels for Powerpuff Girls. You you know, like it's. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like you just got to pick and choose which ones your which one your thing is. That's what I say about the um, being a, a a woman and where you fall on all of those little like what could be little kid things, but also being in your 20s and still carrying a tiny backpack in the places, you know, shit like yeah. that. You're tiny, carrying a tiny backpack in a place where you can drink alcohol. A little insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, that's what we're doing, right? I guess that's what we're doing. Secondly, it's hilarious that you're looking at your the girls liking this and guys buying that for girls. And and I'm thinking the whole time you're talking about that, like, and they're getting these things for the girls and they're all, you know, it just, I'm thinking, well, no, of course you don't like it. Your sexy time playlist has fucking (laughs) mob deep or some shit on it. Uh, (laughs) You're you're out here trying to hook up to the grave diggers or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 93 till infinity, baby. Okay? Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're out here fucking a reasonable doubt. So, no, of course you don't see. (laughs) Listen, sexy is sexy, okay? I guess so. Whatever you see it. Yeah. Yeah, you needed a, a real woman. You don't have time for nobody with a Furby. You need somebody who who literally knows what Mary J. Blige is talking about. Oh man, and other news, uh Trader Trader O's. Okay. You're not imagining it. Trader Joe's employees are all boning each other. That's right. Uh an article on Slate documents the culture at uh, several Trader Joe's. Apparently, there is a huge hiccup, uh, hookup culture. Not hiccups, although maybe that too. Um, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, referring to Trader Joe's, um, uh, one employee said that it's the single most incestuous company they have ever worked for. Uh, he described that his first few months there was sort of uh, carnal mayhem. Uh, we worked late shifts and everyone lived nearby, explained Jeremy spent 10 years at a California Trader Joe's. I noticed it with the staff at first, but it was even with the managers. They'd make jokes about it. There was a manager who met his wife through Trader Joe's. Whenever we'd get new managers, they'd introduce their partners by saying, yeah, I met him at a manager party. Two of the people I, uh, I was hired with became managers and got married. It was nonstop. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's the place for love. Real talk, <laughs> yo. Uh, yo, lo- low-key, Trader Joe's? Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I do feel like a little magic when I go in there with Gabby. <laughs> I, I, like now that I'm like looking back on it, like I always like uh, we always hook up after I think a Trader no, Joe's. Oh, you run. know what? That's wild because to me, Trader Joe's is the only grocery store I want to go to as a single person. Really? Because uh, uh, everything there is adaptable for single life. <laughs> like, um. All their all their foods are small. <laughs> There's countless 
countless a, a wild array of snacks. Yeah. Um, not everything is jumbo size or family size. They don't do a lot of family size at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Thank you. Because if I got to eat all of these tortilla chips before they go bad, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. So like I would go for like um, chicken lemongrass rolls or something. And there's like, they're little, they're tiny little, literally the size of a finger kind of egg roll type thing. You get like eight or 10 of them in a box. That's dinner. You know? Yes. Are you eating appetizers for dinner? Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business. Are they appetizers or are they toppers? Who right. Knows? You know? Thank you. How big is the plate? Yeah. What you eating them off of? <laughs> if you're eating them off a napkin, it's an appetizer. If you're eating them off of a plate, it's tapas. That's it, you know? Yeah. So I, it's very funny that they're, they're fucking there because I'm and finding love because I'm literally just walking around Trader Joe's just like, well, it's just me. Let's see what kind of, what do I want wrapped up in a, in a phyllo pastry? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I dig it. It's well lit. You know, there's moisture mm -hmm. with the vegetables. <laughs> You know, little like random sprays of water, you know, <laughs> <laughs> got random people just offering to help, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the little like snack stations where you test out new things. Everything's <laughs> possible. You know, like you yeah, see something that's we know closed. the way to your heart. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> customer just service snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we buy a flower afterward. They got like little potted True. plants for Gabby. Telling yep. you, you get to the counter. And they trying to hook you up. They're like, yo, uh, have you tried this recipe with these ingredients? <laughs> you know, and they like, they just give you dinner plans, you know? They look at your shit and they're like, yo, you should try this out. I'm sure she'll love it. And I'm like, hell yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. You know? And I guess that's because they're, uh, apparently they're all fucking each other. Straight up. They're in a good place. They're in the euphoria of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hooking up together. Um, uh, the, I mean, I guess the only bad thing about Trader Joe's is that they won't put them in um, <laughs> low uh, salaried area. I don't know what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for. They won't put them in the hood. No, really, I don't know. <laughs> they're only in places where people are, are, have too much money because uh. they're kind of reasonably priced, especially if you are just shopping for one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a place to get groceries. Right. Like if you are, if you have a family and you need to get groceries. That ain't the spot. But if you're single, or it's I guess solid. if you're expecting one person over, it's great. You can live off. You can live there. You can live off of it. Oh yeah. But I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a trek. Depending on where you live, <laughs> there's not. I many of the places I've lived, I've had to get into a car to get to a Trader Joe's. Whereas, <laughs> um, like even now, I need to go to Trader Joe's to get the cereal bars that I like. Mm. And for me, that's riding into the city because the other ones in Brooklyn are not easy to get. It's easier to go into the city than to go that's out to Brooklyn. And yet they keep opening more in the city. And I'm like, hey, man, we want these cereal bars out here, too. <laughs> please. Real talk. Please. You know, I got to go into Queens for mine. Sure, because yeah. you have a car that can, you can. Yeah, we drive over to Queens and we get like. Yeah. Uh, we get the orange mango smoothies, you know, uh, yeah. cranberry, uh, 
cranberry oatmeal cookies. See, you know? listen to that. Listen to that. That's all fantastic. I absolutely would have sex with someone who has cranberry oatmeal. I'm telling you, yo. <laughs> it's very easy. It's very easy. If you're around that all day, why wouldn't you fall in love? I'm telling you. And then, like, even the packaging, like, everything you open feels like you're opening, like, fancy, sexy underwear. You know? <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> okay. All right. First off, you should not be opening fancy, sexy underwear from the packaging, my man. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> Um, All my silk boxes come wrapped very similarly <laughs> uh, <laughs> to Trader Joe's cookies. Okay. <laughs> oh, also my um my world famous um cocktail I made from Trader Joe's ingredients, oh. which was Riesling. You know when Trader Joe's carries when you go to the one that has uh wine. Yeah. Uh, you get a Trader Joe's Riesling. And then you get uh, Trader Joe's strawberry lemonade. Oh. And you mix those together. And I call it uh, Mama's Get Loose Juice. Okay. Right? You're not going to get fucked up. You're just going to get a little loose. Now, <laughs> will you possibly catch ta- uh, type two drinking this? Yes. <laughs> At this age, I can only drink it once every two years. <laughs> I can have three ounces of it once every two years. Your body's got to work the rest of that time. Yeah, again. you got to. But man, I would have people over and I'd pour this and they're like, oh, what is this? Hunch punch? I'm like, no, it's get loose juice. And they're like, whatever. And they drink it. And next thing I know, they're telling me their secrets. <laughs> they didn't mean to. And they are not drunk. They're just like, I don't. I just feel, I'm like, yep, you're loose. That's oh, what's going yeah. on. You're loose. That's so, beautiful. Hey, shout out to Trader Joe's for the loose juice. <laughs> <laughs> the loose juice. <laughs> uh, finally, we got uh, pickleball injuries. Pickleball Ooh. injuries may cost Americans nearly $400 million this year, Sha. They got it. <laughs> you you rich enough to be playing pickleball that much? You got enough money for that. America's fastest growing. I can't. <laughs> Here we go. Pickleball, America's fastest growing sport, is taking a toll on players' wrists, legs, and shoulders. And it's especially popular with injury prone seniors, which is driving up the cost burden. What I tell you? Ah. Uh. Pickleball injuries may cost Americans $377 million in healthcare costs this year, accounting for 5 to 10% of total unexpected medical costs, USB analysts estimated in a report on Monday. While we generally think of exercise as positively impacting health <laughs> outcomes, the can-do attitude of today's seniors can pose greater risk in other areas such as sports injuries leading to a greater number of orthopedic procedures the analyst said hey old people slow slow the fuck down Mm -hmm. slow your roll you know you're old now right you're doing too much too much pickleball related injuries occur most frequently in older people according to a 2021 medical study from 2010 to 2019 86 percent of emergency department visits due to pickleball pickleball injuries occur in people over 60 years old, according to the medical study, right? Around 60% of pickleball injuries are sprains, strains, and fractures. 20% are are contusions, abrasions, or internal injuries. And fewer than 10% are lacerations or dislocations. 
The analysts estimate there will be around 67,000 emergency room visits, 366,000 outpatient visits, and 9,000 outpatient surgeries related to pickleball injuries this year. Y'all stop. Yo. Come on. Those are numbers. Those are numbers. Those are numbers. That's a lot. (laughs) You imagine going to grandma funeral because of pickleball? I mean. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Why Nana die? Pickleball, B. You know what I mean? (laughs) Pickleball taking lives out here. Yo. Ruining Christmases. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That here's. I mean, I guess at this point. We're still talking boomers, late boomers into yeah. early Gen X. And early Gen X, I will say we're a little, I mean, when you get old, you get hard headed, right? Yeah. But Gen X definitely will be extremely hard headed because when we were kids, we were basically given a key to our houses and told, oh. get to get to school on time, get home from school on time. Don't break nothing in the house. I'm going to be at work. That's all we were told. That's it. So we are used to running the streets with no <laughs> kind of supervision. So we think we can still, I, I have friends now, my big age, who are like, I think I'm going to start skateboarding again. And I'm like, baby. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I'm just looking at them on IG and they're posting, they're out there skating with their, with their kids. And I'm like, I mean, great. But also, we gotta, we gotta slow down. Shot. We gotta slow down, and pickleball is gonna take us out. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you that speaks to me because like mm. I would say once every like three months or so, I convince myself for about three hours that I am going to really get into a sport to the point to where like I could compete at like a world class level. Now, mm. you know, <laughs> like today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I cannot tell you how often I got to talk myself. Like last year, I was like really like doing deep research into getting into parkour. I was like, yo, like, you better stop. Yo, straight up. Like, I was like, I'm gonna be a parkour legend. I was looking people up, seeing who had the most followers on YouTube, you know, uh, finding their like sport games. I got really into that, uh, there's like an ESPN three channel that like shows uh people playing like elite uh tag. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, I could do that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and like I'll I'll go to the backyard and do a couple flips. They'll be very, very slow. You know? <laughs> flip. You say flip. Cause I could do a cartwheel. So I could still do that. Okay. But, That's know? good. So I'm like, I right, I do my cartwheel. I'm like, see, I still got it. Um, okay, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's rude of me to say because I can't even do a cartwheel. But it, it I takes just... a lot out of me today. Like, admittedly, like the last two <laughs> cartwheels I did, like the I was busy. Yo. You remember the last two? <laughs> yeah. I try to do one yearly. You know? Oh wow! I try to do a yearly uh, uh, cartwheel. It's usually around my birthday. And, you know, sure. I try to make sure I still got cartwheel in me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's important. Like I do a daily push up. Okay. And I do a cartwheel every year just to like make okay. sure I still got <laughs> that. You know? See, that's tell tell that to the old people who out here taking up tennis courts with with pickleball. <laughs> tell them to just do a cartwheel 
<laughs> and a push-up. It's enough. It's enough. <laughs> if you would like mm. to sign up for Gaston Armonte's workout plan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> All you gotta do is like subscribe to the show, baby. If you are Apple Spotify listener, we appreciate your ratings. Four stars. You ain't ready for the once every 35 day workout, okay? <laughs> Real intense, seven minutes of hell. Okay. <laughs> Five stars, you understand the transformation that's about to happen. You're gonna go from 300 pounds to 299.6 pounds. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you you're have ready any articles, for the, the great loss. You're ready for the just <laughs> dropping, <laughs> dropping those fractions of a pound away. If you have any articles you want us to cover, uh, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo at Gastramonte. Uh, shout out this week to uh, Des, uh, Blender Reality, and Bishop. Always appreciate your articles. With all that said, I am the soon to be fitness tycoon. Castro Almonte with a lead uh, instructor, Shalay Wishaw. <laughs> I will show you how to do one tap dance move a quarter. <laughs> that might be all I have in me. There you go. It'll be the same move, but I got shoes. <laughs> Bring shoes. Don't come without shoes. Size the you person be... at the top right of the workout tape is going to show you the alternative, easier way. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay? If you are, if you are, if you have bad joints, I'm the one that that shows you. <laughs> the real easy way, the cushy way of doing it. It's really just footage of me sitting on the couch watching Gaston do it. <laughs> oh, oh, the whole workout is me falling and shot going, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the premiere of uh, uh, the first DVD of the War 90 workout plan. Okay? <laughs> Catch y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>